Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Gabe, it's great to be back in the studio with you talking about the commands of Christ. I have really enjoyed the last four episodes highlighting the command, Honor God's Law. It's been just an encouragement to really just see the importance of God's law, not just for the children of Israel back in the Old Testament times, but also how the importance of God's law affects us today. But for this episode, we want to introduce a new command. And why don't you go ahead and start us out and uh, share that with us? So the command that we're going to look at um, today is be reconciled. And it's found in Matthew chapter 5, and specifically the command is found in 23 and 24. But I feel like bigger picture, the whole context of the verses surrounding it give us a picture of um, other aspects of the command. So I think I'm actually going to read a longer passage here. Um, from Starting in Matthew 5, um, I'm going to start in verse 21 and read through verse 26. Listen to what it says. It says, ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Racha, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath thought against thee. And really, here's kind of where the command is. Leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly whilst thou art in way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver to the judge and the judge deliver to the officer and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto you, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. And there's a lot here, but the, what we're going to specifically highlight is verse 24, where it says, Leave there thy gift for the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to your brother. So this is Christ instructing us to be reconciled. And we see, I think, in the um, verses leading up to it, some of the way that offense is caused. Oftentimes, when we react in pride or anger, we offend people. And they, then when those offenses go unresolved, then they hinder us and the other person in their walk with God. And so this is a very weighty command of be reconciled because it really deals with reconciling past offenses so that we ourselves and those around us won't be hindered in going on with their relationship with the Lord. So, Nate, I think this is going to be a vital command for um, our lives. Yes, I think so too, Gabe. And I think it's just, it's it's encouraging to talk about this because our relationship with God is not just between us and God. It affects other people. And we're going to really dig into that over the next four episodes as we talk about being reconciled. But I think one of the, the first thing that as I consider this to, to really kind of talk about maybe the context of this command is looking at the overall picture that I think Christ is trying to make. And that is he, God desires union with us. He desires a oneness. And I think that's the picture you get. Jesus is giving the picture here of someone, they're coming to the altar. Well, right away, what is the altar a picture of? What happens on the altar? What is the altar? 
Well, in a nutshell, the altar is a place that sacrifices were to be made to the Lord. And many of those sacrifices specifically had to do with reconciliation, with the idea that our sins, that we had committed sins or the people of Israel had committed sins more specifically, and there needed to be restitution or there needed to be atonement made for those sins. And part of doing that was making these sacrifices. But we see specifically here that it was a gift. And I think, so I'm kind of picturing this command in my mind. And so I kind of, when I think about it, I kind of see a person, they're wanting to come and have that intimate fellowship and that communion with the Lord. They come to the altar to give a gift, right? A gift is really a picture of, picture of honor. And you're wanting to honor someone. You're wanting to respect someone. And actually part of the the sacrificial system, part of it was God did instruct his people to give certain gifts. And, but, so you kind of have somebody who's wanting, who's coming to the altar, they're wanting relationship with God, they're wanting that fellowship, and they're wanting, and they're giving something that is to represent that fellowship, to represent that honor that they have towards God, but they remember an offense. Not an offense that they have against God, although I think big picture, that's really what we're dealing with, but it was an offense that they had towards, it specifically says, a brother. Gabe, why would you, why do you think that that, that, that brother element has, has significance to weigh into this? Well, I, I, I we'll see in, in other commands and that God's instruction for us to, to love our enemies and to bless those that curse us and do good to those that hate us. So there's certainly that aspect of it. But I think this command is specifically touching on dealing with um, our brother, dealing with those that are close to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that oftentimes, just really honestly, the ones that are the closest to us are the ones that we tend to hurt most and tend to hurt right, us the most because right. they're the closest. They're the ones that, that oftentimes if, if that, um, that get affected by our anger or mm-hmm. get affected by our pride, mm-hmm. that, they're, that they're the ones that we need to be reconciled with. I also think it's a picture of the body of Christ and that as they're a brother, when there's a, when there's, um, a, a conflict, an offense between two brothers or, uh, or a brother and a sister in the body of Christ, like it, it severely damages the union mm-hmm. of the body. So I think that's one mm-hmm. of the reasons that that's highlighted here, that the importance of the reconciliation between the brother and the picture you gave is just, I think, a beautiful picture of where he's coming to the altar. And of course, we know now Jesus Christ it is the one that is pays for all of our sins, that's right? right. That's so right. the blood and bulls and goats were never enough, but Jesus right. comes as the sacrificial lamb of God to reconcile us to God the Father, right. right? And so... But what I love is like here was the picture of like where we're coming to Christ on the basis of reconciliation at the place of reconciliation for worship. That's right. And he touches on something and says, you're reconciled to me, but there's a place of unreconciliation with your brother. Wow. And that needs to be dealt with. Wow. And that I think is kind of some of the heart behind this. Praise the Lord. And it's, it's, it's amazing that God's like, I, I, can just, I can just picture God saying, you're reconciled to me because of what my son has done, but... You have your brother who you offended. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing how God takes note of the brother. That's very significant. But I think another significant thing that we need to address with the command, be reconciled, is the word reconcile, um, 
reconciliation or reconciled itself. That in and of itself has a lot of weight. And as I was looking at this, um, one of the things that stands out to me is the word reconciliation actually has, or reconcile, actually has a financial aspect to it, where basically when you hear the term, they reconciled the accounts or reconciling a checkbook. And the idea here is actually where you have two accounts that are at odd with one another. And the purpose of reconciliation is to bring those two accounts together as one to represent one goal. And that's the sum of whatever you have or whatever goal you're shooting for. And for for finances, you want to make sure that the number in your checkbook matches up with the number that's, you know, in your bank, right? Um, with juggling all the outstanding checks and all the other things that you need to factor into that. And so what I think is so beautiful about this picture of reconciliation is that it's not, when I think of the word reconciliation, the, the, the significance is not necessarily just getting two accounts reconciled. It's the purpose is getting two accounts to agree as one to represent the whole. And I think that's what Jesus is getting at is basically if we have unresolved offenses where I've committed an offense against someone and I have not gone to that person, cleared up that offense, I cannot with that person represent or fulfill God's purpose in being one and allowing the Lord to work through me. There, there'll, there'll always be that hindrance. It's, it reminds me of the verse that says, like, um, how shall two walk together except they agree, yes. right? So if we're going to walk yeah. together in the purpose of God, there has to be that reconciliation and that mm-hmm. agreement. And I, I think that the picture of the need to reconcile with our brother and kind of how that happens is 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 um, the foundation for that is realizing that God has reconciled us to himself, yes, yes. that God's heart's desire was to be one with mankind mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Yeah. Like, that was his yeah. desire. And then, but man sinned right Right. and when the sin separated us in other words it was like sin the sin separated us from god scripture says all have sinned and come short of the glory of god in other words with that picture you were giving it's like all have sinned and the account has come up short that's right and so it's like all have sinned and our sin separated us from the lord they they um there was unreconcilable unreconcilable offenses there Mm -hmm. then we couldn't pay for it Mm -hmm. it was unreconcilable by us so that's why god sent his son jesus christ if you want to put it this way before jesus like in jesus commanding to be reconciled he was the instrument that made reconciliation possible for us with the father and what i think is so powerful here is like when jesus came he was going to make reconciliation to reconcile us back to god Mm -hmm. and when he suffered and died on the cross you know his last words on the cross were it is finished Mm -hmm. and i've heard it said and i've not researched this out myself but i've heard it said that sometimes that i think it was the romans when they were when there was i think it was the romans when there was a debt that when it was paid what they would write what they would stamp on it is it is finished wow in other words it's like they were saying (laughs) it is 
reconciled. That's and right. so I just get this That's picture right. of Jesus saying, it is finished. It's like reconciliation done because scripture says all the sins of the world were laid on Christ. The iniquity of us all was laid on him and on his right. shoulders. And when he took those sins on himself, he that knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It's like, it is reconciled, that God reconciled us to himself through Christ, and that's the foundation whereby then we pursue reconciliation with our brother. Amen. And I think that that gives the weight, Gabe, and the importance, that gives the significance to reconciling with my brother. Because if I truly understand the debt that was reconciled between God and me, by the shed blood, by the life and shed blood of Jesus Christ, how much more will I desire to walk in that and to express that and to be a channel of that when I have created an offense with my brother? And I know that in order for me to to walk in oneness with God, as well as oneness with my brother, I need to make that offense right. And I think just understanding kind of the big picture of you know, even David said this, and we may get into this a little bit more as we go, when in Psalm 51, when he had committed murder and he had killed Uriah and um, had before that committed adultery with Bathsheba and to cover it up, he killed Uriah. But then after Nathan the prophet came to him, David humbles himself and confesses and he and makes this statement. He says, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. And, but, but then again, you're kind of scratching your head like, wait a minute, he killed Uriah and he also has an offense against Bathsheba. But yet he wasn't excusing what he had done. He understood that ultimately he had violated God's law. He had violated his relationship with the Lord. And because of that violation, he had also violated his brother and that needed to be dealt with. That needed to be made right. So if we understand the significance of what we've been forgiven of, then wanting to keep short accounts with our brother is going to be something at the top of our list in our mind to do. What you're saying is is so true because it's like the first place we need to deal with offense is against the Lord. Because first and foremost, our sin is against God. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing is taking it to him and yes. asking his forgiveness and his cleansing over it and repenting of it. But then after we do that, sometimes we want to just stop there. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, God, it's dealt with before you. It's, you know, as far as the east is right, from the west, right, let's just right, go. Right. But I, what the Lord, I think, is saying in this command, but wait, you've also offended your That's brother right. and you need to make that right. And, yes. and, and so then we go in, 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 in his strength, the power of his spirit to go pursue that reconciliation with our brother because God wants us to make it right first this way, first, you know, vertically, but then also then to pursue reconciliation horizontally. Right. And I think when we get into the episodes ahead, we're really going to look at what does that mm-hmm. look like and how do you pursue mm-hmm. reconciliation with your brother who you've offended? Yep. Um, because I think the reality is we've all caused offenses and we've all been offended and so both things need to be dealt with and and we'll talk in later commands about when we have been offended about forgiveness but i think we've also been the cause of offense people say hurt people hurt people that's right and we have been the cause of sometimes hurt and offense in people's lives Mm -hmm. and to go back and and to deal with those things is a huge step forward in our walk with god that's right and gabe i think we're about out of time with this episode but we just hope that this is in some ways wet the whistle if you will 
for our listeners, just encouraged you that this issue of being reconciled is something that we all need to take very seriously. And we see that Jesus took it seriously. Um, if you read even the context of this command and that we desire to walk in a manner of reconciliation, in a manner of oneness, especially with those that God has put directly around us. So for our listeners, um, please be encouraged with this. If you have been encouraged, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And we look forward to joining you on our next episode. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.